Hey, Connor. Hey, man. How are you? How are you I'm doing? Good. Yeah, no, I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing really good, actually. I've had a good, <laughs> really I've had, good. I've had a good day off. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I'm happy for you that you've had a good day off. You deserve it. Thank you. Thanks much. You work really hard. I know you do. I did you uh, did you get to play your new uh, guitar today? Did, yeah. yeah, I played my guitar. I recorded some music with it. Nice. Is it everything you hoped it would be? Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm. 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 I'm fully in love with them. Nice. How about you? How How are you doing today? Pretty good. Okay. <laughs> doing, doing I mean, pretty good. I, I don't want to go into it, but there is you uh, know, good, good. I don't want to. I don't want to go into yeah, it either. No, it's fine. Just like before we started talking, or before we started yeah. recording, uh, for real. Yeah. I, I just there is some tension that I sensed. It, you know, yeah. bubbling yeah. underneath the surface. Yeah, you, it probably took all of your uh, Bene Gesserit wiles to uh, pick up on the minutia of my my underlying emotion. So, I mean, I'm, I, I think it might have been a uh, stressful day for you, huh? You know, um, it, it was fine. Overall, it just feels like I'm, uh, you know, I'm just, like, trying to, like, get things moving, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a, a stressful day, and then you take it out on the, on the, not, take it out not on the that, tech guy. Not, not that stressful, really, but, um, you know, it's just, like... Since it's not my day off, I only have so much time, and so I, I'd like to maximize it as best I can. Is all. Yeah. So you, you're right, though. Um, I'd like to extend an apology to uh, Duncan from Idaho for the way that yeah. I behaved. Oh well, you know, I'm sure he appreciates that. You know, he uh, he does he does work really hard. Um, yeah, I, as, I know he. As, I know he does. As you even said, you know, the audio quality has gotten better from from the beginning, which is when we hired it, him, I think. Yeah, yeah, so. it has been. Um, I'm not sure if he's been with us from the beginning. I mean, like, I think you were kind of handling it when it was at its worst, and then that's he what I'm saying. That's what, that's what I'm saying. We once we hired him, it got yeah, better. yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, true. Yeah. Uh, I honestly, I think we should just, you know, cut cut the shtick. You know, because we got a lot to talk about, man. We got to talk. There is a lot. There's a lot to, to talk about. There's a lot going on right now. And if if we want to keep this at two hours, like it feels like we should get to it, you know? Yeah. I agree with that. Okay. Um, but hey, for what it's worth, again, formal apology uh, strictly only to Duncan from Idaho. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am sorry about uh, I did. I did kind of lose my cool before because this was like our, our literal like fifth attempt at trying to start this podcast yeah and, well you know i mean um, it, it you know it doesn't seem like it should be that difficult I there guess, was so. you know a little a little bit of an issue for me a little bit of an issue from you on your end so it's just i don't, just I don't know if there was an issue for me really a, uh, and but what's funny though too is that i think we're i don't think we're going to be streaming this episode after all so why is that I, it's just not really working that well it's not really working. All right. So just a complete wash. Just yeah, a total, a waste of time. Uh, total well, no, waste you know, of time. it's not, not a waste of time because we, we do learn from our, from our mistakes. So 
Yeah, yeah, you know, I guess uh, it would only be a waste if we do not learn a lesson from it. I'm sure Lito would agree with that. And I think the lesson uh, I think the lesson to be learned from this is to just not fucking bother with uh, trying to live stream anymore. And it's uh, and it's bullshit, and we'll stop. No, so, I think we're we'll we'll get the hang of it. Like next time, I think we'll it'll be be a pretty smooth uh, smooth I don't ride. Really want, I don't really so, want to bother with it, honestly. No, so, I mean that's fine. I I you know what I'll do is I'll set it up. All you have to do is give me a call, and we'll be good to go. I don't even know if I want to do that much, but it, it's all right. I also, I don't want it to be like, you know, mommy and daddy are, are arguing while, um, you know, the kids are, are, are waiting. Yeah. The, well, well that was all the, live on, that was all live for, on Twitch, by the way. So anyone uh, who was, who, who yeah, was I don't want it to, their, uh... I, I don't want, Oh, you know what I do? I do want to mention one thing. Yeah. Um, I brought this up to you before too. And I, I guess in a way it is a little too bad that uh, the video probably won't show, but, um, my copy of Gone Emperor separated, just like yours yes. did. Yes, it did. Uh, yeah, not, ripped. Yeah, I mean, you've got the hardcover, so luckily it is yes. still intact. But uh, yeah, right. But yeah, my, it, it's hardcover, so it's it's bound together still. But the the yeah. pages have separated in this huge chunk. Um, so I think. I think God Emperor is cursed in some ways. I, I, I think, do. I, yeah, I think it's absolutely a cursed text. Yeah, <laughs> we are experiencing the the God Emperor curse. There's no other explanation. No, I refuse to entertain. No, anything else. Absolutely, um, it's a curse, Just flat out. Leo's so. curse, if you will. Yes. Yeah. Um. So so anyways, yeah, I don't know. I just I thought that was funny. That started right when I right when I began the third chapter and I kind of knew it was uh happening, but I, I didn't think it would separate so dramatically. And then sure enough, it did. Mine mine lasted a little bit longer, but uh Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, uh now I feel like we're we're united in in that and uh I mean hopefully <laughs> hopefully our copies of, of the book uh, don't you know spontaneously combust in the next few weeks yeah yeah i mean as long as we make it through you know i'm, I'm fine with it spontaneously combusting once we're done reading it yeah you know, if exactly. i turn the last page and it just bursts into flames that's fine Same. in fact that'd be that'd be pretty cool yeah but, it, would uh, be. it does feel like we we have a kind of like broken book camaraderie though yeah. you know it feels like even after the you know some of the the fighting between us um you know because you were having trouble getting the podcast set up it it, it feels like you know in the ends this kind of brings us together as dune dudes as, as a reminder that you know we are going through this journey together you know and we can't let the small things weigh us down it's true absolutely true um so yeah and you know we all have moments of, of of weakness or impatience, you know. So I don't fault you, you know. I I think it's 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 clear to me you've had a rough day, you know. You had a rough day dealing with, with the little kids, yeah. you know. And you, you okay, okay. And you, all uh, right, all right. I'm gonna be the bigger man and apologize. Um, you know, no, so, no so, apology so, necessary. Uh, I understand. All right, we well, all then have... it's not happening. All right, then it's not <laughs> happening. It's not necessary, and we're going to move on. So let's get to the song. Let's do it. Okay, you ready? Let's, let's sing. 
All right. One, two, three, four. God, God Emperor Dune. Worm love. Stand beside him and guide him through the golden path he's chosen. George the Crowler's for thousand years of Leela's peace. One day they'll miss one day. God Emperor of Dune, the worm man we love. Dope. Hell yeah. Okay, so... I kind of... I got to refresh my memory on what the first chapter is here in this section. Um, uh, where were we? Where were we? Do you remember... The first chapter of the section. Oh, here we go. That, uh, that one. Yeah. It's the it's that one. You got it. And we we both we both remember it so well. Um, I did read like kind of early. Usually, I'm the one playing catch up, and I, I did finish reading today. But I I got my reading done early for me, and so I I it's been almost a week since I read this first chapter. So, excuse me. It's, um, Duncan Idaho <clears throat> confronts Monio in this hallway. Oh, right. Okay. Now it's all coming back to me, uh, because there's oh, yeah. obviously yeah, yeah, some, yeah. some shit we're going to have to discuss. Had, yeah. I forgot that we hadn't talked about Yeah. That right, 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 right. Uh, um, Duncan confronts Monio. Um, he's, he's outraged that um <laughs> the the fish speakers are intimate with each other they are yeah um in uh you know a sexual and or romantic yeah. way yeah. And they happen to all be women. Yes. And I mean that's the that's the part that really yes. upsets uh Duncan. Yeah, I mean he is I I mean uh just just aggressively um homophobic. Yes. Really. Uh and I feel like this chapter handles this issue of um characters having like a problematic viewpoint in a in a better fashion than has has come up previously in the book um but still with some of its own issues you know it's still it's still not like perfect and it it feels like you know herbert keeps wanting to try and like you know, discuss these uh, topics. And he fumbles it every time, really. Like, it's n- none of it has been, um, like, perfect. Or uh, so, so it, it just feels like there's this, like, dread every time I, I read a chapter like this. And I'm like, just st- stop. You know, like, the best thing you could do at this point is to, like, back away. Um, 
But for what it's worth, it is handled better here because Monio um you know chastises Duncan for his beliefs and and calls him out on it, you know, says that he's uh you know kind of living in the past. You know, not not just of course, you know, due to his goal in nature, but but that the beliefs that he carries um are uh, outdated, you know, and and uh, harmful um, in this modern day progressive empire of Leto's, you know, where girls can kiss girls, um, where it breaks down is um at least for me, you know, I think Monio's defense of the the fish speakers um you know kind of like exploring their sexuality with each other or or even if it's not exploration and they're just like you know they just know either way you know just just the fact that uh monio's monio's defense seems to be kind of predicated on like oh well did you know that in the past gay people did this and they were like really awesome and, like, part of it hinges on this idea of, like, exceptionalism, like, validating other people's behavior. Like, you know, hey, don't shit on gay people because some of them have been really amazing. They could do all the things that we can do. And it's like, okay. Uh, and then secondly, I, and this kind of goes back to, I think, the attitudes about, like, Siona's rebellion even, though, too. Um but that a lot of it is dismissed as this kind of like youthful experiment, you know, that like in the, in the passions of youth and like trying to figure out what one's identity is, uh, you know, Hey, it's normal to, uh, to want to try and figure that out with someone else of the same sex. And so it's kind of also framed as like something that will grow out of this is juvenile behavior not something to be taken seriously, not an actual expression of someone's identity, you know, for the most part, you, you know. It's not just framed as that. I mean, he, he says that pretty, yes, pretty explicitly, yes. you know. Yes. It's, it's, it's a really piss-poor excuse. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it, it's another example of um, maybe a radical or progressive belief in the early 80s but even then it's like it's just it's 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 uh patronizing and yeah insulting and um and and also like uh infantilizing you know like it's like it's it's just it's yeah it's just not good yeah i it's kind of a maybe a weird thought but Literally, I read this chapter, and I got this feeling that that this is, like, Herbert working through, like, youthful uh, homosexual experiences of his own, you know? Like, I I have no, no personal research done, or, but, like, I, I literally got the impression that, like, you know, uh, Herbert probably you know, hooked up with a guy or experimented in some fashion. And then like, you know, later got married and had kids and shit. And, you know, he could have felt, uh, you know, sort of like he had this shame that he carried around. 
And it's it, it almost seems to be him rationalizing, like, hey, you know, it's not gay. It's not weird or anything, right? Yeah. It's just kids being kids. But if you're not a kid, then it's fucked up. Don't do it. You'll grow out of it. Damn it. Uh, I mean, luckily it's not, you know, Monio doesn't go that far. He he implies that, like, oh, it's better that most, you know, most girls in the Fish Speaker Academy or whatever, they grow out of that kind of behavior or that yeah. stops when they get older. But he doesn't say that, you know, he doesn't say it's bad to be homosexual later in age no. but it's implied no, for sure right right I, exactly i think he's so dismissive of it and and so focused in on this idea that it's like natural behavior in youth that that it is something to be grown out of you know um and so to carry it with you into adulthood you know throughout your life that that could be problematic yeah. potentially monio's eyes and and i can see why he would carry that um that thought when so much of Leto's, you know, empire is, is uh, contingent on the breeding program, you know? So of course, same sex relationships could be a, a problem for that. Um, not that that is uh, validating or, or legitimizing of it, but just in terms of Monio's thought process, um, that could be one reason for it. Uh, Again, I think I think like the meta of it, and, and in terms of what this book is trying to say, um, that it's 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 still not done well. No, not at all. And that and that even though it does um, make some sort of an effort here to to criticize this character Duncan, who has these very like strong uh, homophobic. Uh, beliefs or perspective that yeah the the defense itself is very weak and and has its own uh issues with it and so it just feels half-baked you know um but what i did like about this chapter i don't know if there's anything else you want to you know break down there or not but but what i did like about this chapter um was the two characters kind of goading each other on because of course the um like the the catalyst or the impetus for this conversation is Duncan's outrage um concerning the fish speakers but you know there there is like more to it than that between these two characters um you know, they have such opposing beliefs in terms of, like, the, the legitimacy of the Empire and of, of Leto's vision. Um, and then, of course, you know, we kind of get this this idea that uh, Monio sort of represents all the progress of the breeding program. And that, that Duncan, while still important, still constantly revived to be part of this Empire. Yeah is this like ancient uh, human, you know, S someone that does not have the benefits of, of being bred over thousands of, of years. Uh, so it was, it felt very anime like to me to have this character, like make an attack 
And then Monio just casually sidesteps and trips him. He's too fast. Yep. Even though Duncan himself is fast and super strong, he's and known to be the, one of the faster. greatest, one of the greatest warriors, you know, in a uh, in yeah history. Yeah. So we suddenly get like this power scaling, you know, and uh, yeah, Monio just brushes him off, you know, so easily. Um, and then interestingly too, you know, Duncan kind of recovers and. And instead of continuing fighting, he, like, realizes, like, I almost attacked an Atreides. You know, this this moment of drawing the knife with the intent to kill an Atreides is the exact thing that awakens him into his personhood from yeah. being a Gola. Um, of course, that's concerning Paul. But here we have this Duncan who's kind of, like, breaking down, like they always do. And he... He he does the thing that is is so opposite to like his the core of his being of his nature, uh, that it, it literally stops him from being a gola and revives him, and uh, he he is he's you know brought to that edge, too, which I think really shows like how much anger is inside of Duncan at this point. And how much he kind of doesn't consider Monio to be an Atreides. Just like he struggles with rationalizing that Leto is an Atreides yeah. as well because of their actions. No, I think you're right. Um, yeah, it's a very interesting scene. Um, I think it's 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 played well um, besides the, the obvious issues we, we, we had with a lot of the content. Um, and I mean, to be fair, it's like better i guess representation uh, than you know the only other time in the book we got like any kind of uh homosexuality which is with the baron you know and and yeah. being evil like so it's it's like it's kind of it kind of comes off as like a an attempt at a redemption but just not getting there uh yeah fully. a weak one for sure yeah yeah um but it's it's a cool idea to have duncan as like the conservative, like old school kind of conduit for readers. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it also makes sense that it's not as progressive as we would like it to be, or that it seems yeah. offensive to us. Um, but yeah, I mean the good, the good parts are, are it's, it's, it's a great character scene between the both of them. Um, and, and we do get to see, uh, Monio in action, really. I mean, for the first time, pretty much in, in, in mm-hmm. the fight, uh, which is yeah. which is pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I I wasn't really expecting it. You know, I didn't think of Monio as even having like any fighting ability necessarily. Yeah. So to see him make such quick work of Duncan, you know, is kind of eye-opening you know especially you consider we also know how old monio is and and how um you know kind of world weary he is too and so he he easily dispatches duncan idaho here but i think there's also this idea that like monio is not even close to being in his prime either you know he's like the old bull on the the decline 
Yeah, I, um, I, yeah, but I mean that's that's even more alluded to later when he says Siona could could take Duncan too yeah, easily. I, yeah, with Siona. Yep, that yeah. was a good line. Um, that we'll definitely have more to talk about with that. But yeah, this um, this does it, it throws Duncan into a kind of a tailspin. Um, and I mean, it's 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 bringing us to to a very interesting point with with his character, um, with all with all of the characters, with with all all four of the main characters, really. Uh, but we can go on. I've got I, I I definitely have more thoughts, but we should definitely cover more plot before uh, okay into these things. Sure. So the second chapter, um, this is Leto and Siona. Um, what is this the chapter that I think it is, or does something else happen here? Let me see. Feels like things are starting to bleed together more than I'd like them to, unfortunately. Um, yeah, okay, so this is more of their time traveling, really, and and Siona still has not learned this lesson of like, um, of conservation, you know, yeah. of, of like respecting the, the danger and the power of the desert, you know, so much so that she doesn't really realize that she's doing it. She keeps walking around with her mouth flap open, yeah. completely exposed. And Lido is making like subtle hints that she's just not. Getting yeah. It. Yeah. He keeps trying to be, you know, it's like, right. He can't say it. He's, this is still like, it's not the test, but it's, part of it you know it would be yeah. a disservice to just tell her like you need to do this it's something that she needs to understand for herself even if it means that it's at the expense of her own life um but yeah a lot of this is kind of like Lido trying to make her more aware of like her Fremen heritage too um and like what it means to be a Fremen. So, uh, you know, they're they're having issues in the desert. Siona's like, why didn't we bring a signal device? Leto also men mentions, you know, I want you to learn about possessions. You know, only bring the things into the the, the desert that you need. Um, he sings a song. And yeah, he sings a song, which I, I think he mentions. <laughs> he mentions that that you know the, the the music of the fremen like reflects like this uh, loneliness of the desert. Um, so he's kind of able to like translate that through the music. Yep. Um, and then it kind of gets into like Leto's plan itself, and like Siona kind of like uncovering more and more about what Leto really wants for her and in general. Um, so I, I really liked this, this line. Siona says, what happens if I don't learn your damned lesson? And Leto just says, you'll probably die. And then that, that silences her. Like, you kind of get this this idea that this is the first time she kind of like really self reflects on what's happening here, and that she's like her own mortality is truly on the line, and that Leto will allow that to happen. Um, 
which kind of shakes her to her core. Um, and I, I think that's, you know, we, we almost get like this tiny microcosm of what it sounds like Leto's trying to do to the entire galaxy through the golden path, you know, yeah, because exactly. we, we learned with we, when he was talking with we, that like all the death that people are going to face, all the, the hardship and the tragedy, um, kind of, it is supposed to awaken people to like this, this truer, um, better self. And yeah, sure enough, we, we see that happen here with Siona. Um, well, <laughs> maybe we'll talk more about that too. We'll, 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 let's wait a minute. Um, I, I just want to talk quickly, just like cover um, some of the last things they talk about here. They mention, um, so Siona starts questioning him more that, you know, they say you keep uh, matings, like a record of the mating for your purposes. Leo says, that's true. The oral history is correct. Um, and then she says, what if one of us objects when you order a mating? Um, <laughs> Leto says, I allow a wide latitude just as long as there, just as long as there are the children I have ordered. So, um, that, that freaks her out too. And this is a great line. I'm, I'll stop trying like reading and we'll just talk about it. But, but this line she has, I think also embodies a lot of like, the frustration and confusion in a way that I've had for Leto that's come up and down too throughout this book. She says, you can't creep into every bedroom or follow every one of us every minute of our lives. Uh, and Leto's like, well, I, you know, I do and I can't, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but like that idea of, you know, giving people freedom but only insofar as they do the things that they are required to do. Exactly. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's more, I feel like I kind of just like paraphrased a lot of this. Yeah. I mean, it's not a, um, you know, one of the more substantial chapters, this, this round, but, it uh is a good slice of their kind of um journey and I I I like Lido nudging her and uh you know she she's she's uh going along with his his thing, but you know, she's she's not afraid to question him. Um but uh but but yeah, she has not reached that point of desperation yet that we are headed towards. No. Yeah, I, I guess the only other thing I, I do want to mention that this chapter does, and I, I think it it works pretty well, despite the issues that I had last section and in and and how um, submissive I guess I felt Siona was, you know that that she ha she harbored so much resentment for Leto, um, and I thought that she kind of turned on a dime. But here, 
I think there's more reason for her to uh, get closer to Leto out of necessity. And we see that, you know, very clearly at the end of this chapter where um, just the, the, the temperatures and the conditions of the desert make it so Siona probably wouldn't survive on her own. And Leto offers a place in his body for yeah. like her to crawl into this this like crevice he can make it's like in a, his like worm flesh a worm hammock or something <laughs> like yeah yeah it's a really um, it's a really strange thing to imagine um, <laughs> it is but i i feel like this this kind of interaction that they have you know where siona is still like fighting him and still like you said still questioning him um, but you know, at the end of the day, she doesn't want to die. And so even though she doesn't agree with anything that he's saying, and even though she feels this hatred towards him, you know, she'll accept his, his help too, if it means that she will survive, you know, that's what she's focused on. Um, and so I think that, that, that works pretty well. You know, that I think that Siona can kill, can still, like, hang on to um, that part of, like, her aggression without feeling as um, weak and maybe even underwritten as I, as I personally thought she was in the last section. So I, I guess all I'm trying to say is um, I, I like the way that this was handled here. And I think it, it continues to be handled well in the, the, the coming chapters that we get as well. So I, I was pretty happy with Siona in this section. Yeah, no, same here. I mean, we, 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 we're certainly getting to a, uh, a boiling point here within these next few chapters and onwards. Um, but yeah, as, as far as Siona's character up until this point, you know, I, I do understand a lot of the critiques you have been doling out, you know, um, especially after the first chapter with her. Um, but one thing that I, I did want to bring up, uh, cause this is funny. Um, you know, I, I am on the Dune subreddit and yeah. whenever they talk about God Emperor, I, I scroll away very fast. I, I, I do my damnedest to not get spoiled for anything. Yeah. You but mentioned this, that. Yeah. But, uh, there's this one topic. This guy was like, Hey, I'm, I'm three, I'm three fourths of the way through God Emperor. And I'm I'm having trouble. Like, should I should I finish it? And I was like, oh man, that sounds like the point that we're at. Like, like yeah, yeah. And so I I read the thread, and you know, pretty much this it's this guy talking about a lot of the same um, things that you had been talking about uh, mm-hmm. your issues with it. You know, uh, particularly like one dimensional characters, and yeah. that you know, like Leto is is the like only interesting thing in the book. Um, but a lot of the the responses were very interesting to me because and this makes this makes sense and it, it does it does feel like it, that that it's Herbert's intention too. But um, the the character like Leto is the most interesting thing in the book, and all the other characters are kind of flat and undeveloped um, for a reason, you know, because Leto doesn't allow any like personal development. You know, he 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 does, he does not allow for his his um subjects to lead you know um like colorful exciting lives you know it's 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 all based upon the the script that he's written and um uh 
and yeah, so I I think it would make sense that the that the characters or that the the people that live under him would, you know, mirror the the society that he has developed, and I think that's really apt too because it's like the most interesting bits have been, you know, characters rebelling against Leto when they can't, you know, uh, you know, w- with Duncan, that's interesting. Um, Siona in the beginning, so I I, I do mm. think that it's kind of uh, it's it's all by design for better or for worse. Yeah, I mean I I can give Herbert that benefit of the doubt, you know, if only from the goodwill that I have from the previous three books too. Like I know that he's a very capable and very sharp author. So um, it, yeah, if there's one thing I I'm not in doubt of, it's that this book was very deliberate in, in the way that he chose to write it, even if I have issues with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, um, that's, that's why we're not seeing anything else. That's why we're not seeing a slice of life, uh, because because we're being made to believe that there's no life beyond Leto. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, which it's it's frustrating us now, like that, like Leto wants his society to, to be frustrated. So they so he, he can, you know, so the golden path can work and they can move on from this uh kind of um relationship to to tyrants and 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 leaders you know i yeah i guess i mean that's interesting i i do kind of i do feel like i want to be through with god emperor and hope that what comes after it will be an improvement and so i guess in that way I am sort of stuck in Leto's stagnation, but I I don't know. I almost feel like that's giving it too much credit, you know, that uh, it's a bit of a write-off, bit of a like, oh, well, you know, things are underdeveloped, you know, for a reason. And it's like, okay, even if that's true, it's still underdeveloped. And I don't think that the frustration that I feel from reading the book, like, makes that worthwhile. Sure. Um yeah, and I, I I get that too. For me, I found that I think this book, maybe even more than the first Dune, uh, makes me think like more more about about things that after I I close it, you know, like after I read my five chapters, I'm like constantly thinking about parts of this you know and yeah and um i am liking it more and more in the in um like thinking about it in the past tense i guess mm-hmm. whereas with with children i had a lot of fun through the entire thing but once it was over i don't i i'm not thinking about that book anymore you know yeah so i don't know we'll see We'll see how. That's I mean, fair. we're not even That's done fair. with it yet, but but yeah. for me, it's it's having a much different effect on me than uh, than Children was, or or any of the the previous three. Um, yeah, no, I mean that'll all be really interesting to talk about more once once this is over. I mean, uh, yeah, but. Not not a lot of good will come from from trying to think about that now. So, uh, but yeah, man, it is interesting. <sighs> okay, I mean, it's such a drastic like it, it it really is such a drastic shift from what we're used to, and 
Like, yeah, everything's underdeveloped except for Leto's thoughts. Who and that's op- they're overdeveloped. You know, like Leto's inner monologue is like overdeveloped. It's like, it's, yeah, it's to the point of, uh, I mean, it's it's wool gathering. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's. I don't think that the characters are like necessarily flat or one dimensional, but like. I, you know, just enough enough isn't given, which I guess, like, gives that impression. Like, it's a weird yeah. splitting hairs. Like, I don't think it's that Siona is, like, a boring character. It's that Herbert doesn't write about her, you know? Like, so I, I actually do think she's interesting, but we just aren't given anything. And I yeah. feel like that kind of creates this, this idea that they really all are, are just kind of, like, one note. But I think to Herbert's credit there's more going on with these characters, which is like kind of what makes us want to see more of them. Absolutely. But we just aren't given that. And like, that's also like where a lot of my frustration comes from. Like I've said, like what, I don't even know what Siona does in her day to day life. And like you're saying, like it's not relevant. It doesn't matter. Right. So Herbert just doesn't do it, but it feels like with the other books, there was at least some sort of context that you could glean where it's like, even if the book doesn't outright tell you, it's like, I don't need to know what, uh, fucking when Sisha like does, you know, in her day to day life. Cause she's the fucking princess. So like, yeah. I kind of already have a shorthand for what her life is like. She's royalty and she plots like Herbert never like outright just details her day. But I mean, like, I feel like I just have so little to go off of with some of these characters. It's like, well, what the fuck? But uh, anyways, I and feel like we've talked about that enough. Yes, we have. So. One one last thing. Me saying that it, it seems to be intentional or it makes a lot of sense that it's intentional does not make it good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can still think it's not good. Of course. And so. at this point, I, I kind of do. So yeah. Well, um, I, I let's get through this. But I, I did kind of have a, a not an epiphany, but a, it, I a thought occurred to me right after I finished the the fifth chapter. But uh, that will that kind of is. But this is a segue into. But we can we'll we'll uh, get to that later. Well, okay. Sure. So. Are you good to move on to the third chapter? Yeah, is there yeah, more you want to? Yeah, let's go for okay. it. Let's go for it. Um, okay, the only thing I want to say is that I do... Oh, shit, all right. I do, do like uh, <laughs> Leto, you know, relating to, to old Fremen culture and then, uh, you know, throwing sand if you see somebody in the desert. And, uh, um, yeah, it just it, 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 it was just a nice, you know, kind of nostalgia from... A different time and uh i, I think it is and it, it's interesting trying to awaken um that heritage like from a cellular level in siona yeah yeah i like the the fremen throwback here too um it's it does feel like that there's this nostalgic feeling about it, but like also in the reader, you know, to think that like so much time was spent with the Fremen and, and just how integral they were to, um, you know, the first three books. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the first most of all, of course, but you know, they were a, a presence throughout that whole trilogy. Um, 
and then yeah they're they're kind of just uh, lost in a planet that doesn't does not host them anymore you know the fremen way of life is non-existent because the the planet that the fremen lived on is non-existent totally changed yeah and it's funny to me that the, that the museum fremen just sometimes wander out into the in, into the, de- the desert you're right and die and presumably die. i mean yeah, they, yeah they, you know uh yeah <clears throat> okay yeah i mean and i'll say one more thing too because of course i have to have the last word i can't shut the fuck up <laughs> but this chapter I, I i also like that it ends with leto kind of ruminating on this idea like knowing that to siona he appears cruel and callous that he is like yeah this horrible tyrant um of course that's what so much of this book is about and and what what so much of the the problems that we keep running up against is like hey that's bad and it's like yes it is leto's doing intentionally bad things um but it's it's funny to me how often i have to remind myself that that's the case you know that um i think that's the one thing this book does right you know it's like when it brings up issues of like homophobia or uh you know, differences in sexes or like military criticism or any of these things. I'm like, you know, I I don't think any of that is successful in its execution. I think the one thing this book really does set out to do and really does hit the mark on, we'll see how it ends. But even now I feel this way is that Leto is bad and he does bad things. Yes. And it's in service to something greater, you know, that, that all the characters, the reader included, speaking for myself, but that's the intention, I think, you know, are meant to think, like, Leto is a horrible piece of shit. And that feeling is present throughout the whole book. That Leto is a horrible piece of shit. But it's also trying to show you that there is a an end goal, you know? There's an end, yeah. at, At the very least, there is a reason. Yeah. So to to see Leto himself, you know, it's not the first time either, but but to to have any time where he like kind of thinks about that, um, it's almost like he's sympathizing with Siona. Like, yeah, I know, I, I look like a huge douchebag, don't yeah. I? Like, yep. So um, I thought that was a good way to end the chapter too. Like, they kind of both have this moment of you know weakness that they need to reconcile in a way where like Siona needs to accept his worm flesh. And yeah. Leto kind of, you know, has to to steel himself against this idea that Siona may die because that is a, a real grief for him. It really is weighing down on him, and he he does have this love for her, and so like you know the the vitriol that she spews at him, he kind of just has to like accept and internalize and be like, well, yeah, like why wouldn't she say that to me? Yep. Because I do yep. do these things. Yeah, he understands, but. The, the the last sentence is is, is a good one um, or the last paragraph the closer he be, he comes to being a sandworm the harder he found it to make decisions which others right. call inhuman uh, once he had done it with ease as his humanity slipped away he found himself filled with more and more human concerns right yes yes that is a really good thing to focus on as well that that also speaks volumes about his character yeah and I mean, maybe, maybe his downfall, maybe that, maybe at, at the end, I mean, he, he's, he's already mentioned in a previous chapter, you know, kind of his 
sadness about eventually losing the, the ability to have conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think the more sentimental he gets, maybe the uh, the less of a grip on on um, on the empire he he will have. Yeah, we'll see. It's it is kind of sad. It, I think it really shows this you know fear in him of of like losing his humanity and what that will yeah. mean. Yeah. You know that he's been alive for so long that facing death, even though it's like always been the end point of the this plan of his um you know to be so close to the the cusp of that i you know yeah i I think there's like a real fear in him too that he has to grapple with and uh this sentence does a lot of work to show that so that was cool absolutely okay let's really get to our third chapter yeah baby so yeah um idaho is in his room just kind of like like you said, what what Monio did, the ease with which Monio dispatches Idaho, um, really like shakes him to his core. I think, you know, Duncan's kind of had this feeling that, you know, even though he's uh, from this this bygone era, I, I think that he's kind of had this confidence, you know, that at least he's like the strongest warrior. Like maybe that's why they keep reviving me and they keep having me run the the fish speakers you know i'm the head honcho here um and he I, you know i think he thinks that that's like the one thing he can really point to that like kind of um proves that he has an identity you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> and all of a sudden he's um defeated with such ease as to like n- you know not have it take any effort and I, I think there's a the line is something like that. Um, you know, Duncan thinks that he's just like a bag of sperm, like just some good yeah. sperm yeah, yeah. for Leto to use. <laughs> you know, it's all he is. It's just a fucking bag of cum, as far as Duncan can tell, to just fucking squirt out when Leto so commands, and that that really fucks him up. You know, it does. <sighs> um. He's summoned to go see Monio, and he, he looks at the fish speaker and he's like, "Would you like me to impregnate you?" <laughs> I know, you know. He's like, <laughs> which I I get why Leto's or I, I get why Duncan says that too. Like I, given the thoughts that he was having, and like he kind of he kind of thinks that he can either slip into despair or hedonism, you know. And so he's like, you know, well, do I just lean into it and, like, you know, fuck anything that moves? Is that what Leto wants? You know, do I just live out the rest of my my days as best I can, just having as much sex as I possibly can manage? Um, and also, it, it's still... <laughs> I gotta tell you, this still feels like some of the, the worst or most annoying, like, aspects of anime bullshit to me, too. <laughs> Because it, it really, really feels like, uh, I don't know, having this whole freaking army of, like, hot women that all want to do Duncan. And Duncan's just like, no, I, I can't, or I won't, or this and that. And then all of a sudden, he, you know, he's kind of, like, losing his grip. Yeah. And he's like, maybe we should just do it, you know? And it's like, there, there is, like, such 
strong sexual energy running throughout uh, this book, and particularly with Duncan's plotline. That mm. has always been in Dune. Always, since page one. Like, I get that. Um, but man, with like the breeding program being in Leto's complete control here, it's been like on a fucking runaway train in this book. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not even necessarily bad, but like sometimes reading it really makes me roll my eyes. I don't know what my point is, but like just every time I come up against it too, sometimes it's like, man, Herbert really is one horny motherfucker, you know? Or you're just a prude. Could be. Can it be both? Yeah, it can be both. Yeah, that's it's not. You don't. You don't. Uh, you don't feel that way ever. Like reading this, I get a boner the the second uh, <laughs> the second I read the word Duncan. You know, just you're standing at stud. I I read the Dune series for sexual pleasure. Yeah, and sexual pleasure only makes a lot of sense. That's suddenly uh, all the conversations we've had. I can I can look back at them with a newfound clarity. God, yeah, I mean, and you're disgusting. Well, you know, uh, speaking of clarity, you know, it's it's mm. you you get all turned on, you read Dune, then you you know, you uh, wink it up. After that, it's like wow, you can think just it's it's a whole whole it's it's almost like a spice you know trance. You just you get you can almost see see in the far future feels like have you seen what we're gonna think about the ending of this book yet yeah but i can't i can't tell you i I can i I wouldn't be able to tell you anything but it does it 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 does involve an orgy of 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 only duncan golas (laughs) yeah the the tilly lax you uh got a rush order in at the last minute yeah, and they've all been stripped from their uniforms, and you know. Yeah, or it could just be a bunch of face dancers. I guess you can make it work that way That's too. True too. Yep. All right. Um, we don't need to keep that bit going. Let's just see. So, so this chapter. Okay. So Duncan, Duncan does go to meet Monio, and um, Monio's like trying to apologize too, in a way. Like he's. Uh, Hui is there as well. That's the other important part. Hui is there, which is really what makes Duncan get off his fucking ass. Yeah, go. this is this is pretty much meant to be Monio's meeting where he's like, "You guys can't do this anymore. You can't. You can't. Yes. You cannot be around each other." Yeah, yeah. So I I feel like um, Monio's apology is just very calculated in the beginning. You know, I like that that he's, um, you know. It, it is manipulative, but it's manipulative in like a, in a way that isn't sinister. I feel you know yeah. that he's like really just trying to um, yeah, play to what he knows about Duncan. Um, so yeah, but right, but he's there, and just like you said, the important part really what 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 Monio needs to freaking have happen, or he's gonna lose his mind. Is that Duncan and we need to get the fuck away from each other? Yes. Um. And I, I kind of 
kept going back to what you said last episode about how fast Queez and Duncan's relationship progressed. Because, like, Duncan would keep saying shit, and we would just, like, keep responding, like, oh, love, don't say that, or love, yeah. this and that. Like, and I'm just like, come on, you know? We're here now. I mean, I know, like, Herbert writes quick, you know, like, when it comes to, uh, you know, pr- progressing, like, well, the, hey, the relationships let me between tell his you, characters. Though, let me tell you, that's not all he does quick. <laughs> You know what I'm saying. Did you see? Did you see that in your uh, post nut clarity as well? That was, was that a part of your vision? It was pre nut. Um, pre nut. Uh, what, what's the opposite of prescience? Um, I don't know. Uh, past past thought. Uh, past. Uh, un, un, unconsciousness or yeah. Sure. Hmm. Pre nut. Is that what a prenuptial is? Yeah, prenuptial. <laughs> um. Anyways, so so another thing, Monio. I kind of forget why they get on this topic. I think they're talking about what Siona's up to. The test. Yep. Monio talks about his own test. Um. I think he's trying to like garner some sympathy as well here, but he, he, he does, you know, it seems to be what he says is truthful, you know? Um, unless that's not when he's, uh, that is this chapter, right? Not when he's talking to Siona. Yeah. I think it's this chapter. Yep. Yep. He, he tells them about, about his test and, um, says that he, he was shown a small glimpse of what it's like to be the God Emperor. Yes, right. Um, which I think this gets expanded on a little bit too. I think he talks about his test again in the I don't know fourth or fifth chapter, whichever one it is. Fifth chapter. Um, but but it so it's spice again. So it is spice. Yeah. You know? That kind of shows this this vision. Um, I, I think when he tells this story, he makes it sound like his test. Like he before he was saying, like, oh, the test is different for everyone. But um, he was on like a ship, right? He was brought to another planet with like an ocean, and he was on this ship. Was that this chapter? Or is that the fifth chapter? Sorry, I think that might be the fifth. Well. No, I don't know, but I, I don't remember that being part of the test, but he definitely, I mean, do you remember that at all? He I definitely do, yeah. mentions. Yeah. Yeah. I know he, 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 he mentions, you know, traveling in service of the God emperor. Um, oh, so just in service, but not right. So his test kind of is similar to Siona's at the end of the day though. Right. I think it's, so. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, which I thought was weird because he's like, oh, it's always different. But it's like, oh, it's the same. I don't know. <laughs> different but similar. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I It's too bad. I, I think I'm getting this chapter a little bit confused with the other chapter 
that Duncan and Monio have in the same room, but instead of Hui there, it'll be Siona yeah, yeah. in the, the fifth chapter. So I, I'm kind of like forgetting what I want to talk about here. Uh, is, is there anything you can think of in this chapter that you want to mention? Um, yeah, I mean, it is interesting, and, and obviously that's, you know, what what has turned him off of Spice since then. He almost died. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just more of, you know, Monio trying to explain his allegiance to, to Leto, to Duncan, where, where Duncan, you know, is, is not, um, not buying it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Monio, again, I don't remember if it's, if it's this chapter, it could have even been the one where they fight. Um, but you know, Monio says that, uh, You know, a, a lot of the the confusion for Duncan in Monio's service, and actually, I was glad to have Duncan's confusion here because I think it's kind of what I was getting at last chapter when I was talking about the fear, like the constant fear and terror that Monio experiences worrying about the worm, and you brought up that he has like PTSD, mm-hmm. which I think is true. Um, yeah. But it, it still kind of begs the question, like, why dedicate your whole life? We know the golden path is you know, such a huge part of it. But um, I think this kind of also speaks to this idea that, you know, Monio says that the, the God Emperor, like, asks a price, you know, of people. And so Duncan is still not able to wrap his head around, like, why are you, why are you risking your own daughter's life, your only daughter's life? You know, why do you do all these things? Why do you like serve in such a way that hurts you, you know, and that, that causes you to sacrifice things for him, you know, things that you should never be asked to sacrifice. And Monio's like, well, you just don't recognize the things that Leto has sacrificed for all of humanity, you know, and you're not willing to pay the price that he asks of you. Um, from what he's given already, which is a very like devout um, perspective to have when it comes to serving God. You know, I think that's where like a lot of atheists or, or, or people who don't recognize a God um, in our own lives I, I come up with that, that conflict or that tension, you know, yeah, myself included for the for the record. You know, I don't. Yeah, you God. you call yourself the amazing atheist. <laughs> you you yeah. F- a, follow my other podcast. Used to have a YouTube channel, but uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't you don't have to do a bit. You know, I'm just trying to have a conversation here. Um, not everything has to be a bit. No yeah, bit. food's here. Yeah. Well, you can have yours. I won't be ready yet, so you should eat if you're hungry. Thanks. Um, uh, no, no, no. Let me finish my thought. I don't want to uh, hear what you have to say. Go for it. Thanks. Thank you. I'm, I'm hosting right now, all right? So just let me... I think you're a little bit hangry. God. Yeah, everything's got to be like a bit for you, you know? It's like I can't even I can't even have a side count. You're going you're gonna to do a bit now. That's what you do. You're, okay. about to, you're about to do a bit, and I don't want to hear it, you know? I want to finish my thought. And I want to, we could, we can go on. Um, 
But anyways, you know, that that if, you know, these horrible things are allowed to happen, or, you know, if if we are asked to give up so much in our own lives in service to what's presumably an all-powerful God, you know, then, like, why, why, why does God ask so much of us in service to him when he can give us so much as well? Um, or, you know, or that the things that we're asked to sacrifice shouldn't be necessary to be sacrificed. Um, and yet here we get this kind of argument that, well, it's, it is, it's part of a plan. God's plan, you know? And so you're going to have people who see that and recognize that and will sacrifice the things asked of them in, in the name of something that they see as greater. And those that are not able to make that sacrifice or choose not to, uh, because they believe that, you know, there's no, no reward or consequence for it in the end, you know, that it's, it's something that's given up with nothing in return. And I think that that's what, what, what Duncan is, is struggling with now as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do think that it boils down to, you know, a combination of, yeah, Leo showing Monio, then also Siona now his, struggle but also you know what what siona kind of has come to the realization of which is like you follow him or you die you know maybe he does not yeah. maybe he doesn't outright kill you but you're gonna you're not gonna be able to survive without um you know believing in him or 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 dealing with him um helping him in some way um that's just how it is so i'm sure monio had that same realization um and Yes. You know, it does seem like he is a, a devout believer of the God Emperor, but it's like he also holds a lot close to his chest with Siona and with, with everything else. So it's like it it's it's hard to, to say exactly what is bubbling underneath. You know, it's it's uh is is he playing a game a little bit? Is is he doing this for his own survival? I mean you know, some some of the the fear what you know, when when uh the worm seems to be coming out would maybe put him at odds with, with that, you know, it's, it's seems like he has a very strong sense of, um, preserving his, his own life. You yeah. Know? Whereas a lot of the, the other characters, like the fish speakers, like would kind of be happy to die for, uh, the worm God or because of the worm for some reason, you know, like it's, so I don't know. I think there's, I think there is potential there for, for, uh, diving more into his psyche but there I is know. i i think there's an important distinction though too in that um you know i think that monio wants to live not out of like a a selfishness for his own life or like this sense of like just self-preservation but you know we we've also gotten this idea that he he kind of lives only to protect siona i think you know because if it were just a matter of protecting his own life, then he should be taking the spice, right? To try and maximize his lifespan as much as possible. And so I think, you know, he, I think he does actually want to die. Like, I don't think he wants to be alive, but he chooses to stay alive, not only, right, to serve the God Emperor and in service to the Golden Path, but because he needs to ensure that Siona is going to survive and like take the place 
that's kind of been promised to her as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Siona plays a huge part in that. I think she is definitely. I mean, we haven't seen it put to the test, but my gut would tell me he's he's more loyal to Siona than to Lido. Yes, and we may see that put to the test. Yeah. Interestingly enough, mm-hmm. um, which would be a real wild turn. Yeah, but we'll we'll get there. Um, okay, so this chapter, um, I guess it leaves off, uh, I mean, uh, you know, Duncan storms out the door and Hui says something like, uh, I don't know, um, she says something like, oh, we've planted the seeds of, like, you know, our, our discontent or, or I don't yeah. know. That, that like, Hui, Hui agrees with Monia that they can't see each other again. And so, like, she reacts in such a way, too, that kind of ensures that Duncan's going to be mad kind of at, like, the both of them, you know, or, or that he'll go into this plan of staying away even though he might not want to or might not realize that it's necessary the way that Hui does as well. So, um, so yeah, Hui says to Monio, I will not see him again. Um, and as, as Duncan storms away, he runs into Nayla, who's looking very distraught. She's not happy about something. No, no, she, something is going on with, yes. with her for sure. Um, we are going to learn what that thing is very shortly. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll talk about that too. It's a, another interesting turn of events. Um, but that is explained very soon. Um, but... He goes, friend? Which is what? Which is how he was introduced to her. Yep. And then she says, I'm no longer friend. Right. <laughs> Walks away. Yep. Um, and so this chapter ends. I just want to read the, the closing lines here. It's Duncan's, uh, his own thoughts. That poor Monio, Idaho sensed the shape of the things which had formed the pliant majordomo, duty and responsibility. What a safe haven those were in a time of difficult decisions. I was like that once, Idaho thought, but that was in another life, another time. I really liked that closing line because one, like, you know, so Duncan's perspective is that, um, you know, just like how Leto is making these horrible decisions as a tyrant in service to something else, you know, Duncan seems to think that um, Monio continues to make these like harmful uh, decisions as, as well, you know? Um, but that he's able to do them in service to, you know, n- right. Not just the God emperor, but like this larger idea of service of duty and yeah. responsibility. Um, and so it kind of like absolves him of like personal responsibility as far as Duncan can, can see. That's exactly. what he assumes. That, that's a huge, uh, a huge thread, ongoing thread that even, even Leto acknowledges, you know? Mm. Yes. And so, it's, it's cool to see Duncan recognize that because 
like he says, you know, I was like that too. I served the Atreides in, in much the same way. You know, I would do anything that the Duke Leto told me to do. And I could rationalize it um, by by saying, like, you know, that I'm doing it in service to the, the Atreides. Yeah. Um, this seems to be, like, this real breaking off point where, like, this Duncan is is separating himself from like the identity of his past that he, it seems to be like this, this idea or like this, this understanding of himself that he's no longer that way, you know, yeah. by choice. Yeah, it does. You know, so there he is this, you know, essentially like a clone of this original Duncan, but there is this like very dramatic difference between the two of them. You know, he's like self-actualized into his own person. Uh, that's the way I read it. You know, kind of like how hate turns into Duncan at the end of, uh, you know, Messiah. This isn't nearly as, um, you know, massive or, or anything. But it, it kind of feels like Duncan thinking to himself that he's, no longer like Duncan in the in the sense of like being his Gola clone. That yeah. he's truly decided to uh, disconnect from that. Yeah, and be his own person. I think you're right. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, and I think we it, get a bit of that later too. We do. Yeah, yeah. It's a turning point. Um, did you want to take a minute and then uh, you can go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you got food, right? So. You wanted to grab something. I'm not, not going to. No, 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 no. No, I'm not going to eat okay. anything. I've, I've been snacking this entire time. It's 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 fun. Are, it's are, fun. You, are you asking on my behalf or do you just have to go pee? I got to pee, but also. There we go. There it is. Okay. And you're just doing a bit. That's all it is. You, you okay. just you just it's do a bit. A bit. That's it's all it is. You're just yeah. doing a bit. It's I'm a not going to. I'm going to eat afterwards. Thank okay. you very much. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll be right back. Okay. So. Chapter four. You're good for, to for, well, move on. First, first off, what did you get for uh, dinner? I don't want to. This isn't a bit. Yeah, I don't want. I got um, I got mac and cheese with uh, mm. buffalo seitan uh, pieces from from this uh, like vegan place. Damn, dude, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking. Really good. Yeah, that sounds pretty stoked. Yeah, we got to hurry up to uh, so it doesn't get cold. I'll just reheat it after. It's fine. Yeah, might, might lose some of that zest, though, you know, the reheating uh, process. I'm not too worried about the zest. Okay. I think it'll be plenty zesty when I get to it. I hope so. I hope, for your sake, I hope so. I hope so, too. I mean, um, if Duncan from Idaho had his shit together in the beginning... We'd be, you know, thirty minutes ahead right now. It wasn't. There was not thirty time. minutes. You know, I almost, I, I, nearly, I very nearly. Yeah, I, I won't tolerate um, any more bad mouthing Duncan from Idaho. <laughs> All right, fair enough. He works very hard. He's yeah, I know. Just like uh, just like his namesake. Yes. You know, yeah. Um, takes a lot of shit, and and you know does a lot. 
isn't always recognized. You better watch out too. He might, you know, do do to you what he he always ends up doing to the uh, God Emperor. Uh, trying to to kill me and then failing horribly. But you, my friend, are not the God Emperor. I think you would succeed. No, I think you would. I ain't no. I ain't no. I ain't no worm man. All right. Um. But you're you're good to go to the fourth chapter. Is yeah. there more you want? No, I, think to, uh... I think I'm good. Okay. So this is uh, another uh, kind of a big one. You know, it's been a long time coming for uh, some of the things that happened in this chapter. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we come back to Siona and Leto in the Surreer. Um and Siona has now started wearing her uh you know face mask whatever mouth flap thing uh but kind of at a point of desperation you know she's already sort of past the point of no return um in terms of like well she you know she's going to die like she thinks she's going to die yeah um and um Leto and Siona's conversation is really well written. You know, I think, uh, you know, Siona's, um, like, hopefulness for, like, her own survival, but also, like, uh, a kind of, like, morbid acceptance of her death is, like, a, a really, um, just really well written. Um, you know, like, it, it's 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 that moment where something you dread so much is on the verge of happening that you, you like, pretend that you're okay with mm-hmm. the worst-case scenario, you know? It's not always death. In this case, it is. But, like, you, you kind of, like, pretend. You're like, it's going to happen, isn't it? You know? Yeah. In a way to, like, comfort yourself or to prepare yourself for the worst. And even though she's saying that the whole time, Leto still senses this hope inside of her that it won't be true. Yep. yep. Um, and so that kind of like duality, I, I, I think is like very human and, and uh, really um, just well done. I think he, he taps into something very real um, when it comes to like writing out that, that, like uh crossroads of uh desperation and hopefulness i guess um and and so i think it makes it make a lot of sense when siona does what she does in this chapter too um but i i just want to mention first you know they they kind of keep talking again um about a few things, but Leto mentions, uh, I think I have the line here. Let me see. Um, oh, so Siona says, how could you expect agreement when you know I hate everything about you? Um, agreement in that, um, you know, that, that she'll go along with his plans. And Leto says, the three legs of the agreement tripod are desire, data, and doubt. And she kind of like 
he, he kind of causes her to go through these three things. She has a desire to live. Um, data from like what she knows of her own situation and of Leto's plan. And then like, you know, doubt that she'll survive too. But like, also she's been doubting Leto's like evil nature. You know, she's assumed that Leto has been evil this whole time. Yes. And she starts to doubt that narrative, you know, that Leto does have reasonings for doing these things. And so it's also like those three things that, push her to that breaking point of accepting Leto's worm fluid. The worm juice. Yeah. The old WJ. Um, I, I thought it was... Um, you know, weird in some ways. Like, they focus so much on, like, the Atreides... Um, uh, like hypersensitivity to spice, you know, or like, oh, she's like, well, if I take the spice, I'm going to have these visions and stuff. And like, you know, if anyone takes enough spice, they're going to have visions. Uh, but I, I, I think given the story, they focus on the Atreides a lot. But like, I don't know, I got this feeling that they, there was almost like a neglect of like the way that spice affects anyone. I'm like, there's guild navigators, there's this, there's this and that. Yeah. And it, you know, um, not that the book forgets that too either. It's, it's not that like, um, you know, Herbert like forgot his own universe, but I feel like there's such a focus on what, like, how the spice affects specifically the Atreides. I got this very like force and Skywalker relationship feeling from the way this is written, you know, that it focuses so much on this family and this well, specific power that they are able to harness. Yeah. It's almost like a disservice to how that same power can affect anyone who partakes of it, you know? I do, yeah. But in this, I think it's in this chapter, or in, in one of these chapters, it it's, it is mentioned that um, the Atreides' sensitivity to spice has actually, that's part of what's been bred into them over the over the uh the last 3500 years yeah uh, so it's not is, just it's not just right. the lineage it, it's it's been an, an intentional part of the breeding program yeah no that's that that is correct i i remember reading that too so that's that's there as well um just something i wanted to mention quick well no that i mean that that was my you know my big fear uh when you know she announced herself as siona atreides in the second chapter or whatever it's like I didn't want it to be a, uh, you know, a Skywalker thing, and luckily so far I have not, I have not really gotten that vibe. So, no, I mean the context in the world is very different, but yes. but yeah, I, I I don't think it's um, necessarily going down that route either. Even though so much focus is placed on the Atreides, of course. Um, but anyways. Um, so, so Leto, you know, says that he wants Siona to lead the fish speakers. I'm pretty sure that's, that's laid out for her, you know? Yes. Um, so like she's supposed to breed with Duncan and she's supposed to assume this role of leadership within the empire. And 
she's like, aha, so your plan is to bring me out here and give me an ultimatum where if I don't do these things, I'll die. And if I do agree to do them, then you'll save me. And Leto's like, no, you'll die, you know, because one of the core tenets of this lesson is, you know, that she needs to learn independence. Yeah. Um, as well, even at the expense of her own life. Um, so to that end, she, she accepts Leto's help. She drinks this, uh, fluid that, you know, that Leto kind of subsists on too. We saw that in Children of Dune. Um, but she's very clear. Well, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, we, we, yeah, but you can go, but we, we kind of mentioned like how she acquires the fluid too, right? Yeah, yeah, we do. But right, but it, but it's very clear that before she does it, that um, she's like, you know, this isn't me agreeing to yeah. be a part of your plan. And Leto's like, right, none of that. I agree, you know, too, that uh, I'll, I'll expect no such payment, whatever he says. Um, all right, so Connor, tell me a little bit about how this fluid is uh, is acquired and dispersed. Why don't she? You? She has to titivate the fronds. You know? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Classic titivating of the fronds. Yeah, she's got to give the him fronds? a little bit of little bit of the rub rub. Yeah. 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 You, she needs to stimulate it. Yes. Yep. And uh, then, then the juice comes, comes, uh, you know, comes on out, <laughs> and she gobbles it down. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I, mean, I, I have to imagine you were um, standing at stud for this one. We're done with bits. I can't. I cannot. Oh, oh, no more bits. Gotcha. Okay, we're done with the. That's fine. I, honestly, that's fine. Sorry. Don't bits. No, no, no. Don't be. I'm sorry I brought it up. Done with the bit. It's fine. No more bits. Not even a bit of a bit? No. No bits. Gotcha. None. No, no bits. Gotcha. No bits. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> he says, these little curl flaps beside my face. Tease one of them gently with a finger. And it will give up drops of moisture heavily laced with spice essence. Mm. That's what she does. That's what happens. Yeah. And um, the yeah, the true test is that, you know, she is experienced uh or experiencing a, a massive dose of spice and could die from it. Yes. But just like you said last episode, we are completely deprived of Siona's experience of her spice vision. Instead, yeah. we get Leto observing Siona having a spice vision. Yes. Yep. And I wanted to slam my fucking head against the wall, Connor. This is what it's like living in 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 the you know during Leto's peace. We don't see yeah. anything but his vision. Oh God! Whatever. I uh, I feel you. I yeah. I mean, it, there was so much lead up to this point. I you know, it, it's not so much that like it feels like oh things were like subverted or you know, it's like it it just feels like it didn't 
deliver to me. Um, because the things that Siona says afterwards... Okay, okay. This is like Terminator shit. Like, she says... From what I can tell, that essentially there's like fucking robots going around that like murder all of humanity. I mean, like, that's the alternative to the Golden Path. Is that the impression you got too? Because that's what I got, Connor. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the. I mean, I, I, I was not thinking Terminator, but you can think of it that way for sure. I I mean, it's... I, at the very least, it seems to be that in whatever future Leto is trying to avoid through the Golden Path, that machines are responsible for the yes. downfall of humanity. Yes, the terrible machines of that apocalyptic vision. Yes. So, I mean... I don't know how you couldn't think Terminator, but you know that's fine. It's neither here nor there. It's fine. You, you know, this isn't a Terminator podcast. Yeah, podcast. I mean, I, I, I guess you know the other way to interpret it is is kind of, you know, Leto does talk about the uh, Butlerian Jihad and his personal philosophy on it is like it's not the machines or the computers that are the issue; it's the over reliance on computers or machines that are the issue. Yes. Which I, I feel like that's more of a Dune apocalypse is humanity just, just kind of, uh, you know, kind of loses their, their ability to, to do things with, with, without machines. And then that, and then they kind of get a, I don't know who knows, yeah. but, or, or even, um, you know, just having access to like, uh, machines that cause so much destruction yeah. it's like out of the the grasp of humanity like uh atomics yeah but you know even greater mm -hmm. uh so so like the we know the ixians are making some like insane death weapon um it could even be that that's the beginnings of the future that leto is trying to avoid yeah very true um, so uh but yeah so i mean siona does have this vision she survives it um, I, um, I, I don't know. I, I wanted to mention, I mean, like one thing I feel like prescience has been so, uh, neglected in this book that like, I might even be forgetting some of the ways that we've like kind of discussed it working. Like I remember in Messiah, like how much we talked about, like how we think prescience operates yeah. in the universe. Um, and not to say that prescience has been neglected. Like it should have been a part of this book. I, I appreciate that a decision was made to not have that be the focal point. Um, but like, so we know that that Alito has given this test, you know, and and at least Monio has experienced essentially the same thing as Siona. Yeah, um, that you know they've had this vision; they understand what the alternative to the Golden Path is. How do you know that someone's going to have that vision? Is it that like this threat? 
at like the end of of time is like looms so large that like all prescient visions are drawn to it. I mean, like feasibly, could she not have had a prescient vision induced by the spice that was just different from that? Like, what if she had a prescient vision about the success of the golden path rather than the failure of it? You know. Yeah, um, yeah, or, I mean, or something else entirely. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I don't know what the answer would be, but I, I do assume that that has to do with like lineage as well. Like, you know, just like the same way that Lido can kind of take a trip through his past, his ancestral past. I kind of feel like the way he can see the future is through, you know, the his future uh ancestors and and uh kin you know and so i so i i feel like obviously they're they're intimately involved in in whichever direction this goes and that's why they can see that and why why it would be the same but uh but i yeah the 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 nitty-gritty of it i I don't know i don't have the the full picture on that one yeah not that it's like important but i was just thinking about it i i do think i remember in the first dune book like you know what Paul talks about, like time nexuses and like, yeah, like points in time that feel like, like kind of like draw things together, like a gravity well, you know. And so I, I do think, I guess, like that there are events down the timeline that that maybe are like that that suck in prescient visions. Oh yeah, more yep. Likely. Yeah, I think you're right so, for sure. Anyways, I don't know. I, w- I was thinking about that too. But at the end of her vision, um, she turns her back on Leto. And Leto has this interesting thought too that Monio also did that, you know, stood silently with their their back to him. Um, and that they were the only two Atreides so far that have done that. Yep. They didn't use to do is, that. Right. So it, it's also kind of fascinating to think about how many Atreides Leto has done this with, you know, yeah. how many you know, unwritten books could there be between Children of Dune and God Emperor, yeah, you know, with real. all the uh, the intervening Atreides characters that we we never even get names of, you know. know. Um, so I, that that's another small line that did a lot of work and world building that yeah. I appreciated. And he considers that a good sign, too, is something else yes. he thinks, which yes. is like makes me think that you know that's part of his plan is he wants these people to stand on their own and he's getting closer yep. to that absolutely and Siona is like revitalized and does does stand on her own in a way that um that Leto did not predict Mm-hmm. Um the uh shortly after this vision it rains and Leto is of course writhing in agony. He didn't foresee this rain coming. Um seems to be because of like the weather manipulation, there was kind of like an unexpected um downpour. And Leto sees this fire in Siona's eyes, you know, at this like dawning realization that um, 
you know, yeah, one of Leto's weaknesses is, like, love and emotions and shit, but, like, you can literally fucking kill him with water. Yeah, this is this is a huge turning point in my eyes. Um, you know, we got... So, yeah, it starts raining in this rear, and Leto thinks to himself, like, I, I know it rains sometimes here because of the, the weather manipulation, but... Like I, I thought that it just it kind of evaporated before it hit the ground, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he he was not expecting this, and 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 he gets he gets really really fucked up. He starts yeah, he burning, and blue smoke starts starts you know sizzling off of him, and uh, and, and yeah, Steven was like, "What the fuck's going on?" He's like, "It's the water, it's the water," <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, then yeah, I mean he he has to make it to a safe place because he's he's like surrounded by like puddle puddles and um, yeah and yeah Siona now knows his weakness is water and seems to not be sympathetic to him or or like come to an understanding. It does seem like she is taking that. Uh, and going to probably use that to her advantage. And, yeah. and you know, he he realizes that, and uh, he's not happy. No, um, I love the the line afterwards where um, Leto Leto says or thinks, "What a painful decision." He experienced a new sympathy for the Bene Gesserit. His quandary was akin to the one they had experienced when they had confronted the fact of Muad'Dib, the ultimate goal of their breeding program, my father. They could not contain him either. Yes, and that makes him happy. That that like he he kind of gets a little bit of uh, like oh this is new and uh, the ch- the chapter does does end with a smile just because of he you know he thinks he's. Uh, being dramatic all of his dramatics and but uh but yeah no it's it's um it's a very very exciting turn of events how do you feel about this what what do you think siona what do you think her mo is now after uh after she's had that spice and and also has seen Lido um with water well first off i i don't think his smile is because he's seen something new it's that he sees history repeating itself like hmm. He's seen something very old. Um, you know, he sees himself as the Ben Gesserit now. Sure. Unable to control the the thing that he's created. Um, and so, like, I, I think he kind of, like, assumes that he knows how it's going to end, too. Like, I think he kind of has to accept his fate in a way hmm. that he, he tried to create a situation where he could control Siona. And it seems like it would have worked if not for the rainfall. Yeah. But yeah, this unexpected thing happened and all of a sudden he kind of realizes he has no choice but to just see how it will play out. Like he has no more control over Siona, I think. Um, yeah, that's how it seems. So in terms of how I feel about this, um, I think it's a pretty awesome turn of events as well. Because again, I wasn't too pleased with... Um, how I felt Siona was written in the previous five chapters being uh, brought to Leto and everything. Um, but this does kind of make it feel like she was biding her time 
to to you know to have this opportunity to get close to him and find that weakness. Yeah. And now that she has it, um, you know, it seems like she, you know, could try and weaponize that. Um, I could also see it going where she doesn't capitalize on it in the end, honestly, still. But I like that that idea is still there, no matter how it pans out. You know, just the fact that we're now in a situation where it's like, well, you know, so, so is Siona going to try and kill Leto? Yeah. You know, um, you know, just the fact that she's still considering that possibility that she does still have that drive to get vengeance on him, um, is worthwhile, you know, and, and interesting. Um, you know, especially because in the next chapter we're about to, to talk about, you know, she does still slide into Leto's plan. But we're, you know, left thinking that it's for her own devices now. Yeah, so she, she's she, kind of... There, there's a dramatic shift in, in how she is behaving in the next chapter. Yeah. Uh, so she kind of, like, does decide to go along with the plan, but, you know, for her own motives it seems and so she's kind of this like dangerous variable within the you know inner circle now uh yeah which is really cool you know it is i'm i'm glad i'm glad that um that this has happened because i didn't think that i was going to get this no yeah i'm i i i I agree i think uh i think this is a, a good uh, turn of events and i do think that you know she was biding her time previously because like what i, I mean I, I think the big difference is like if we knew that if like we knew her thoughts it would be different but we don't we don't get really we we you know barely ever get a glimpse into her psyche so um it's also just like well what else are you gonna do if you're in the the the, the midst of this this all-powerful tyrant like are you are you really gonna you know push your luck or are you gonna go along with that so you can survive until you get a chance to uh to make a make a move yeah no i mean it's it's true um it's a question that like all the duncans have had to ask themselves too yes yeah uh one other thing that i don't want to miss again like last time is uh so at, after Siona had her vision, some some things kind of changed. Like like like, some, like things change within Leto's vision too. When other people have had prescient visions, like there's things shift around. And one thing he sees is that Malky is coming. Oh yes, that's right. That's one thing that he he sees. Uh, so that's a yeah. little that's another little uh, hint, or, or uh, <laughs> yeah, foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. Right. Um they they seem to have like this faded confrontation. Yeah. This uh one last meeting uh between the two of them. So Yeah, that is still looming large. We don't get to that yet, but uh very soon it's it's should be coming. So yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Very true. Um all right, so shall we go through this last chapter? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So, 
So Nayla tells Monio that Siona is alive. And uh, Monio's pretty dismissive. I mean, he's happy to have the news, but doesn't really care about her right Yeah. Um, and so Nayla just kind of stands there. And Monio's like, what? You know? <laughs> and Nayla says, is it, you know, do I need to be a part of the wedding? Does that mm-hmm. have to happen? Um, she's going to be the only one with a lasgun, so it's like an honor, you know. She she should be honored, right? Um, we're not really sure why she feels the way that she does right now. Um, but Monio's like, yeah, you have to be there, you know. That's your role, and um, she definitely seems upset by that, but like doesn't push it. Yeah, just says, you know, uh, he is gone and I'm mortal, and she leaves. Now, um, after that, Monio comes in to see, or I'm sorry, Duncan, (laughs) Duncan comes in to see Monio. Uh, they, they talk for a little bit. The big thing here is that, um, you know, Duncan's been thinking since their last conversation too, and he he wants to ask Monio, what have I always failed to learn? And Monio is very surprised by this because it's something a Duncan has never done before. Yep. This is a new behavior for them. Um, so Monio is very intrigued by this. You know, he thought that this Duncan was kind of going through these expected patterns. And here we have this deviation that really makes him perk up and stand at attention. Um, Monio says that he's never learned how to trust. Um, you know, and this comes back pretty quick because, um, what happens after that is Siona comes in next. Um, she has a, a really good opening line too, like, Monio says something to Duncan. What is it? I feel like I'm really like Monio says something and she's like, are you sure about that? Like, are you fucking sure dad? Mm -hmm. And it's like, Oh shit. Siona's here. You know, like Monio, I think tries to say something reassuring about like the God emperor or, and then she just like busts in and she's like, no, this is, bullshit this fucking meeting between you two like yeah 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 it's it's um let's see he yeah i mean he's he's talking about uh choosing male companions for their ability to fight then females who can complement the masculinity then you allow for no differences which can come from goodwill and then siona uh shows up and says well father up your old tricks i see oh yeah 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 kind of interesting i mean um I feel like Monio is kind of trying to articulate like the reasonings behind like some of Duncan's homophobia too. Yeah. And, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Thinking about like these, you, you know, he's like part of your shortcoming is like, you have this like really unwavering rigid belief that like, you know, people have these predetermined roles based off their yeah, sex. You know, yep. it's like, if you're a guy, you can fight and this and that, like, you know, and and you aren't able to like expand your perception beyond that that thinking you know Mm. um but yeah then siona shows up um and 
<clears throat> it, this is not how I envisioned Siona and Monio's like reuniting necessarily. Um, in a way, it is because I never thought that it would be like touching. You know, they're they're at odds with each other, but it's kind of funny that it, it happens like in the midst of this conversation between Monio and Duncan. You know. Siona just shows up and asserts herself between them, yeah. um, which I, I, you know, was something else I really liked. It it, it felt like, um, you know, usually a, a lot of times, uh, Herbert will write these conversation chapters with like all the players being present or or showing up, and then like they have their conversation and then it ends, you know. And like so, this just feels like it's set up to be another Monio Duncan chapter, mm. and then it's like, nah, psych bitches, yeah. Siona's back, <laughs> you know, and she just shows up. Um, so that was cool. Yeah, I, re- I really like Siona's openness, um, uh, you know, against the God Emperor and and questioning Monio's motives and everything. Um, Monio is still just trying to like smooth everything over, over, you know, be like everything's okay, you know, we 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 gotta, you know. Just like with Hui and Duncan, he's like, you know, we gotta fucking go with this plan, you know, like. Um, and of course, the big thing here in this chapter is um, that that Hui, or I'm sorry, that that Duncan and Siona need to be elsewhere, you know, that they're. Kind of overcomplicating things, but also for their own safety, um, they need to be moved until the day of the wedding. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, were you going to say something? I mean, it's it. it yeah, it's very interesting because obviously they they butt heads and Duncan and Siona butt heads, and there's um, whatever. Monia was like. You know, well, it's I'm not forcing you to, and then and then she's like, well, but you are forcing us, and she's like, well, yeah, kind of, um, <laughs> but uh, but also, Monio def- says at the end that he's he's trying to keep them alive. Yes. And yeah, it says that he's, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's never tried to keep a Duncan alive before. So this is this is interesting. Th- this this does make me think, like, well, what is he? What's in his head? Is it? To protect Siona is it to protect, you know, Leto from warming out. Um, I don't know. It's 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 an interesting turn of a uh, turn of a uh, events there. I don't know what it's going to lead to, but um, yeah, he he seems that it it is very important that they're not there for the wedding. Yeah. Well, or or is it that? They will be there for the wedding, but they can't be around until the day of the wedding. I kind of felt like they were coming back, to be honest. Mm, let me see. Or maybe not. I know that Nayla... I guess the thing is... He so says... We, we uh, learn, sorry, go ahead. Well, we learn... So, Siona is wearing this like fish speaker commander uniform. And she's like very, uh, almost kind of like resentful or bitter. She's like, "Oh, I'm a commander of a yeah, fucking, yeah. you know, uh, a group of one." Yeah, you know? and yeah. it's Nayla. I know. So we get that Nayla is obviously 
<laughs> having a tough time now being under the direct commands of Siona, you know, who Nayla fucking hated serving yes. because she was an open rebel. And now all of a sudden this rebel is the actual like fish speaker commander of mm. her in, in this turn of events that she just cannot wrap her brain around. Yeah. Um, but, but Nayla is going to go with them. Um, so, so this is what Monio says. He says, yeah, I have almost completed the arrangements for the God Emperor's wedding to Hui Nuri. During those festivities, I want you both out of the way. Oh, I see. So okay. It seems so that, like they're the not going to be around for the wedding. Okay, I see. But Nayla does need to come back. Nayla's going to be there for the wedding, I think mm. it is. I think that that's... I think so, anyways. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so uh, right? <laughs> says that, that she's going to stay with them until the day of the wedding. Okay, yeah, that's... I guess I just got that confused. But all right, right. So the idea is that Duncan and Siona will be gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I think some of it, too, you know, we, we mentioned, you know, uh, Monio recognizes that this Duncan is behaving differently from all the others. And I think he also kind of, like, realizes that, that you know, it's kind of a precious thing. You mm-hmm. know, it's not something to be taken lightly. And that, like, it needs to be given, like, time and space to, to play out. You yeah. know, that, um, that may be something new and worthwhile is happening here. But yeah, and 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 I I think he also needs to to think about saving his daughter still. Um, but but you're right. I mean, it's not entirely clear what his his motivation is because he's also the one that wanted Siona to be brought to the Citadel, and now he's making the call to have her elsewhere. Yeah, so. I don't know. I I uh, it's. I, I'm I'm gonna be very curious to see what um Leto's reaction is now that he knows that Siona uh knows his weakness and kind of he has not stomped the rebel the re- rebellious nature out of her yet. Um yeah. so it's gonna be interesting to see what his next moves are too. Right. Yeah, that's kind of the other thing. Where um, O'Neill will be like, oh, yeah, I remember what it was like out in the desert. Like, you had your vision, and now it's all out of your system, right? And it's like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Siona's still... Still Siona. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I really... I, I did like this chapter. I like the dynamic between the three of them. Um, they all have, like, an interesting relationship to one another. Uh Duncan and Siona, of course, you know, still uh, recognize and are are fighting against um, this like pressure that that they need to meet. Yep. <laughs> that, you know. Um. So. You know, I, you know, I think a lot of it is just that, like, because it's an order, because they know it's part of the plan, that they are against it. Um, I do think that there's also this kind of desire between them, um, but the, that they fight against it to defy the God Emperor. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then, right, kind of like an uncertainty with what Monio wants 
exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just like you said at the end too, you know, Duncan and Siona are also like skeptical about going along with Munio's plan anyways. They're like, oh, you know, what if we do? What if we don't? Duncan's kind of trying to have this thought experiment. And just like you said, Siona's like, well, if we don't, we're going to be forced to do it anyways. So we might as well do it. Yeah, exactly. Willingly. Mm-hmm. And Monio does not uh, deny that. No. So I, I think it also shows like just how well she knows her father, you know, yeah, um, for sure. she kind of cuts to the core of uh, all the things that Monio is dancing around mm-hmm. in a, in a very um, blunt matter of fact way. Yeah. That's what she's doing now. That, that That's kind of her MO now that she, uh, she, she feels like she has the, the upper hand she's kind of not baiting around the bush yeah beating around yeah. the bush not baiting around the bush <laughs> right um so yeah that's kind of where it leaves us off you know we, we get this idea that um duncan and siona and Nela, at least for a certain amount of time are going to be kind of in their own group elsewhere from the happenings at the citadel yeah. Um, we don't even know. Uh, you know, I kind of get the impression that Leto probably doesn't want this to happen. You know, I think Monio may even be defying Leto as well. That's the vibe I get. That's the vibe I get. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like maybe, maybe this will cause a rift. Yeah. I don't know. So, but yeah, there, there were some, uh, some big things in this section. Um, we are. Of course, pretty close to the ends. Um, given what we, we talked about last time, I just want to mention we should read our five chapters. Yeah, and then just keep, read, just, and just keep not, reading until the end. Just, just, and just finish it off at this point. Not finish the book. Do not finish it. That is an order from your god host. I, I say Your whoever... host emperor. I think whoever finishes the five chapters first should make that call. No. And then be like to the other one, oh, you know what? I think we should nope. finish it off. Or like, we uh, no, think we don't. no. I think so. Nope. That's why, that's why we're talking about it now. Last time it wasn't clear. I understand. No, th- uh, it wasn't your to, fault. No, just wasn't your whoever fault. finishes first. This time, this time I'm making it really clear. Uh, I can see how much is left and we, I don't want us to finish it. No. Well, yeah, but let's, let's just like leave it up to the person that finishes the five first. Then be, then we can kind of, they can say, okay, there's enough I, left. I tell to... you what, I tell you what, if whoever finishes the five first, you can let me know you're done and we can have a discussion about that. But don't, we're not like making the call. You're not just going to make the oh, call it, and, and, I mean, and keep reading. Uh, just like whoever finishes the five first. No. Then, like they can make the call, you know? No. I think, I mean, I think we're, we'll just roll with that and see what happens. You, you know? seem pretty confident. You seem like you're going to get off of this podcast and just like start reading like immediately. I, that's, I, I, that, that's my plan. Yeah, so I think I will. Sorry, buddy. I and I mean, if I do finish the five uh, first, I'll, I'll let you know if I if I want us to keep on going or not. Okay. Oh my god. All okay. right. Whatever. I'm through with this bit. No more bits. Okay. No more bits. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's. I think that's it. Yeah, you're all uh, all good. Feel good with what I we am. talked about. Yeah, and and we 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 are we're gonna make the two hour mark. So. Sweet. Thank God. You know, at, at this point, I'd be freaked out if we didn't. So oh, yeah, it would feel wrong. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, it's 
do the do the thing. You know, you can email us at uh, doondudespod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at doondudespod. There's uh, somebody that is tweeting from that account, our, our, our very own host. He's been tweeting. Hmm. And Got a couple tweets out he's, there. He's been doing a very good job. I, I call him the Eve 6 guy of, uh, of, of doondudes oh fandom. Honestly, it's so so annoying that you are he even Eve 6 guy. saying Eve 6 guy, okay? Do you and, even know Eve 6? I don't want to... And I think he needs to tweet at the Eve Six guy. I'm 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 encouraging that. Connor is very embarrassed about his tweets, but I think they're very funny. I think, I think wow, he's thanks. he's like one of those guys who's like he's like funny on Twitter. You know, he just like oh he just like thanks, goes yeah. off. You know, he just like goes off and just just like says funny things. So uh, thanks. so thanks. I encourage it. I encourage it. Um, in the in Eve Six guy, if you're listening, you know, it's uh, let us know if you're a Dune dude or not. You know, uh, Connor's yeah, gonna, Connor will be, re- Connor will, will be reaching out to you soon. So, um, you can also find us at Corrupt TV on both Twitter and Instagram. And um, until next time, no more bits. I'm gonna go eat bitless. Enjoy your macaroons and cheese. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>